Um, and I come with two hats on. One is as a member of St. Mark's Church, where I am a reader, which, which means I'm a lay preacher there. Um, and secondly, as um, Paul very kindly said, this Paul, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I got worried for a minute then. Um, I'm Secretary of Churches Together in, in Hitchin. Um, it is a privilege, and I've felt buoyed up by the worship, both the, some of the loud bits and some of the quiet bits. It's been wonderful. Made me as an Anglican feel good. All right. Um, as I say, I'm from St. Mark's, and some of you will have walked past it. Um, it, it a lovely congregation, and happily, I'm glad to say, a growing congregation. You do realise, do you, that 300 years ago, if you would set up your church, um, Christian Centre, Zio Church, here the vicar of St. Mark's would have set a mob on you. Because you are a dissenting church, this is church history, I'm afraid, uh, and the established church didn't like congregations like you. Wasn't that dreadful? Now we love you. And I hasten to add that our present vicar, Jane Mainwaring, who some of you will know, is not disposed to do that sort of thing. And there is no St. Mark's mob coming to stop you worshipping. We are delighted you are in our parish. We are enriched by you being here, helping us in this part of Hitchin, um, as well as throughout the whole town. And a year ago, you very kindly gave us a donation to continue our ministry, our outreach in West Mill. And we were deeply grateful. It was a lovely gesture. Thank you very much. And as Secretary of Churches Together in Hitchin, I'm um, delighted that you are one of the 17 churches in that fellowship, because in so many ways, as individuals, as a congregation, you have, I'll use the word again, enriched our life together as we try to present the gospel to this lovely town in which we live. Just a few words about myself. I was trained to preach in the Methodist church uh, 50-odd years ago. A long time ago, let's say that. And it was very thorough training in the Methodist Church. And I was helped by what were called local preachers, lay people, who often without great education had learnt how to preach, loved their Lord and wanted to share his message with the congregations in the part of Lancashire where I lived. And I had one in particular who gave me lots of practical advice, like speak clearly, don't show off, Speak about 20 minutes and about Jesus. Pink the two together. Um, give them something for Monday, which I've always liked. You know, that you're sharing a message which we trust, we hope, as a preacher, will be helpful to you when you get up on a Monday morning. And he also was very strict. And he said, um, the best sermons have three points. No more, no less. Because congregations can't remember more than three. I'm sure, I'm sure you can, but three points. And he used to say with a glint, if you can get them all started with the same letter, then you're in. It's a wonderful sermon. So this morning, you're about to hear a wonderful sermon. Because there's three points, and they all begin with T. First, a testimony from me. Second, a truth. And third, some tasks. 
I might also throw in a bit of thankfulness and togetherness. They begin with T, but that makes it five. So we'll just keep to the three. All right. First, a testimony, and it's mine. And I warn you now, it's not specially dramatic. I was once told I ought to jazz it up a bit to get people interested. But I can't. I have to explain who I am and why I'm here. I was born to Christian parents in Lancashire. And from the, support, from the start, I was supported by the love of Jesus expressed through those parents, through grandparents, through cousins, through aunts and uncles, and you probably have these, some who were real aunts and uncles, some you just called aunt and uncle, you weren't sure what relationship it was, but they were part of your family, and they loved me in the faith, and they were all more or less within walking distance, so I could rely on them for my own faith as a child and as a teenager. And my Methodist chapel was also within working distance. And I'm grateful to that. For the first 18 years of my life, I just went. I went every Sunday. I went to Sunday school. I joined the youth club. And there was an organization which nobody's heard of these days called Christian Endeavor. Anybody heard of it? One, two, wonderful. It was very good. Because it taught you to pray as a child. Taught you to read your Bible. It taught you to share in fellowship with others. It taught you about older people and younger people and brought us all together. It's a wonderful organisation which has now gone pretty well. And it organised holidays for us, so you couldn't get away from it even in the middle of the summer. Um, and I often like to say that as well as teaching me my Bible and to pray, it also taught me, and this isn't flippant, to play darts, to play snooker, to be a member of a cricket team and a football team, all linked with the church. That isn't flippant. It may seem odd, but it gave me a rounded church life. And I hope, in some ways, a rounded Christian life. There were bits of extra excitement. For example, we had a college not far from us called Cliff College. Anybody heard of that these days? Wonderful place that's still going strong teaching people. It's in Derbyshire. Teaches people to be evangelists. And I thank God for it. I used to go there at special weekends. And we had conventions and rallies. Billy Graham came to Liverpool uh, in the 1950s, and that was wonderful. And at those moments, though my commitment to Jesus was strong and ongoing, I would renew them, renew it, and give myself more to service of the Lord. And I'm thankful for that privilege. Um, the, the lesson I suggested that you, you might like to take away is Colossians 3 and it's verse um, 12 onwards. The great thing, Paul is sh sharing what he thinks Christians look like. You know, peaceful, loving, kind, humble, gentle and patient. And all the way through he keeps saying, and be thankful. Bring gratitude. And then sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts. And all the way through, he keeps reminding us to be thankful. And I do offer thanks to God in my testimony for that childhood and that teenage. My mother um, had a wonderful way of singing when she did the housework. And I grew up with that. 
And there were songs like, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. That's known to some... Do you ever sing it here? No, it's probably not contemporary enough for you, is it? Yeah. <laughs> sing it one day, it's wonderful. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. And my mother used to do, sing that when she was vacuuming. Um, and we had a noisy machine, so it got louder and louder. But there was something very beautiful about that. To be thankful for the privileges of a Christian upbringing and a local Christian chapel and a faith that was just part of my life. I went to university, continued to believe and try to follow. And one particular occasion, I went to a big student service in Coventry Cathedral where there was tremendous music. There was a drum group. I'd never seen anything like it in Lancashire. We didn't do that sort of thing, you know. But in Coventry Cathedral, they were banging away on the drum. And for the first time in my life, I heard the song Lord of the Dance. Now, it's, it's dated now, but in 1960, it was brand new. And I found that inspiring. And there was a preacher who became a personal friend from the West Indies. And he was absolutely wonderful. And towards the end, as we sang the hymn by Isaac Watts, Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. I just very simply decided that was me. I wanted to serve Christ and his church for the rest of my life. It wasn't dramatic. It was very quiet. It was very simple. And I want to keep that faith till I die and then in the grace of Christ beyond. Now that's my testimony, which brings me to the truth. It's a fact, really. That's my testimony. And you know, I think I'm a declining species. That's the truth. I think. You can discuss it with me afterwards. I, I, I could almost ask you, well, I don't want to show anybody up, but if I look round congregations, and, and I preach in various places... Which of us was born in a Christian home to Christian parents? Oh, of course, some will put their hands up. But a lot won't. Church attendance has gone down. Sunday school attendance has gone down over the years. Other pressures have hit Sundays and other parts of the week. Being brought up in a Christian home, I'm happy to discuss this afterwards, but I think it's less prevalent. Knowledge of the Bible is less. Knowledge of faith is less. And we sometimes bemoan this, and I do try and avoid saying, oh, I remember when, you know. I could do, but I, I, I shouldn't. That was then, the 50s. Also the 40s, in my case, and the 50s. And a bit of the 60s. Then it started declining. I often... Happily, see signs of revival, which are very beautiful. But over the years, there's been a number of Anglican vicars has gone down. Um, the number of ministers is not what it was. And we can say, isn't it sad? Or we can say, no, this is the challenge. I was brought up to believe that the mission field was Africa and Asia. I now believe the mission field is Hitchin and England. And we are blessed by the number of people from Africa and Asia who help us in that ministry. It's a new world. 
we cannot rely as much as we did on the faith given to children as was. I hope that sentence made sense. We have to start again. And that's where I get onto my tasks. A testimony, a truth. You're looking at a declining species. But there are tasks for Christians in that context. I think we have to accept that challenge. To recognise that we're in the field of mission. And rejoice at that opportunity. It's wonderful. Don't complain. Let's start again. Present the faith in word and deeds, indeed, in ways, and I'm going to suggest one or two things, that assume nothing. Um, it's a very small illustration of that. I was preaching in my own church a few, just for Christmas, and a couple were there for the first time, and um, one of them said to uh, a member of the, our congregation, I suppose it was a compliment to me, hey, he wasn't bad, was he, that fella? That's me. Um, and the lady said, do you mean the sermon? Oh, is that what it was, she said. Never heard the word sermon in her life. But we don't say, oh, well, where have you been all that time? We say you were there and you heard something. And the language we use, we're looking at that at St. Mark's. We're a church of England, so we have certain formal things to do. But a group of us are looking at the words we use, the font we use to help people who have difficulty reading. The language we use in sermons. Our hymns, oh, we're still a bit traditional, but we're, we're moving, we're getting there, slowly. Um, so we must assume nothing. The other thing is to keep it simple. Um, to tell the stories of Jesus. We, we sang that the other week, um, not sung that for about 40 years. Tell me the stories of Jesus I love to hear. Things I would ask him to tell me if he were here. Beautiful words. And it struck me that's what we've got to do over and over again. Tell the stories of Jesus and don't assume people know them. They are new to many people and they are wonderful stories. They are great stories and we can tell them with imagination and new ways of doing it. Keep it simple. There was once um, a very distinguished writer of theology called Karl Barth. Um, German, who left Germany because of Hitler, settled in Switzerland, and he wrote what was called his dogmatic theology. How about that? Uh, about 50 volumes in which he w went into every single aspect of the Christian faith and wrote about 50 pages on each one. And you go to some minister's um, studies and you might see on the top shelf... Karl Barth's Dogmatic Theology. Uh, I don't recommend asking them have they read it, because the chances are, no, they never opened it. But it's impressive. And towards the end of his life, Karl Barth was asked, could you sum up your theology, Professor Barth? 50 volumes. And he thought for a bit and said, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. End of. And I thought that was very beautiful. And in some ways we can mask the simple truths. I think we should use every method we could. Um, we are trying. You're very good at it and using social media. Um, Churches Together is trying and we're getting there. Personally, I'm, I'm a Twitter man now. I hope you're impressed. Hey, come on. 
Um, not got to grips with Instagram yet, but uh, and anything else that's beyond Instagram. I know I'm being left behind, but I'm trying. All right. And I love the way in which the truth is communicated through social media. I think we need to be natural. Be yourself as transformed by Christ. Don't try and be too clever. Don't try and be what we're not. Rely on the Spirit to help us be natural in presenting the gospel. I'm sure we've got to do it with words and deeds. And so I am grateful for the way in which we in Hitchin, as churches, have backed various projects. We're presenting the gospel and trying to make a difference to people's lives. And I'm delighted that Churches Together was behind phase. And I love the way the way the school's workers have developed various projects, practical projects, to help young people. Street Angels, of which some of you are part, very grateful and glad that Churches Together backed that. The Food Bank, an expression of Christian love. Tomorrow we are meeting to look at the possibility of a best-before cafe in Hitchin. There's one in Letchworth when using food that might be wasted to help people. I'm grateful to for Phil and what he does with Christians Against Poverty and the Job Club. Practical expressions of the Christian gospel in ways that meet people's needs. And I also think that Christians, all of us who are at work, or involved in tasks outside the church, should do what we can to express Christian values in those. I am still involved, I'm retired, but I'm involved in medical research, mainly in research into mental health. And that one has to be very careful. I hope doing that work, reviewing that work, it, we do, those of us who are Christian, bring Christian values, the values of Christ, to making a difference to the lives of people who struggle with those conditions. And I think we've got to do all this. These are the tasks with imagination, a bit of perspiration, and a bit of determination. There's another three-point sermon there. How about that? Uh, I won't start again, though. Don't worry. To do it with thankfulness, that's the wonderful message of Colossians 3 to me. To be Christian with thankfulness to Christ for what he's done. And to do it together. We are diverse. Um, I've loved this morning. It's not like what we do at St. Mark's. It's not better. It's certainly not worse. It's wonderful. There, is, there are different ways of expressing our love for Christ. There are different ways of attracting people into worship and to hearing the gospel. And I love it. And long may we be different, but long may we be connected. I usually say that churches together in Hitchin has a simple task to make connections for Christ. And I pray that we may do that more and more. So I just say thank you for the privilege. Thank you for your worship this morning. Thank you for everything you do. Um, I've kept the mob away from you, so you're all right. You can continue. Aren't you glad to know you have my permission to continue worshipping in the parish of St. Mark's? Long may you do that, and may God bless you in all you do. Let me offer a prayer.
Father, we thank you for this congregation. We thank you for all the congregations in Hitchin. And we pray for them today, especially where they've been exchanging preachers. We pray especially for St. Mark's, for Jane, our vicar, and all who share ministry with her, for its various outreach activities, and for the other churches that each of us in our different ways may present Christ in ways that are effective and simple and understandable and precious. So be with us, we pray, for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen.